At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. In the world of sports, the offseason is a time to relax and regroup after a hard-fought season. But playing with MyBookie gives you the choice to decide when your season begins and ends. At MyBookie.ag, you can bet on hundreds of games and leagues from around the world. Whether it's a game day, Panther parlay, or a long-shot winner, MyBookie's got you covered. Use pre-game props or bet the game live to shift the odds in your favor and always come out on top. Not only does MyBookie host exclusive sports betting contests you can't find with any other book, but also the bonuses are insane. Crazy, even. Crazy. Insane. All of those words. All those great adjectives. Sign up today with MyBookie.aj. Use our promo code. Absolute and You'll receive up to $1,000 in bonus money when you make your first deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Insane! Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday. You never know where we're, we're going to pop up, right, James? You're like the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> I know, absolutely. I think we've gotten used to Friday for the last couple of weeks, but now we're back on our, on our well, I'd say old you know, Thursday slot, but back in the day, we used to be regular on the Friday, and then it changed to Thursday, then a Friday, and now we're back again on Thursday. So it just sort of changes on a regular current. So it changes like the British weather, and I'm looking outside right now. I mean, it's absolutely... It was pretty sunny this morning. Now it's absolutely tipping it down. So it's very unpredictable. But no, we're here for one thing, one thing only, and that's to talk UFC. So I'm totally looking forward to it. Me too. Me too. How's the job hunt coming, man? I mean, it, I've been speaking to a couple of people um, in terms of the journalism aspect, and they said it will start to sort of heat up after the Olympics because obviously most people are going to cover that then that's going to be their main focus. And as soon as the Premier League season comes around, that's when there'll be more opportunities. So I'm just like looking for part-time stuff just to try and get some money in before that. But my mentality is if Mason can get a job, and so can I. So Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, if Mason can get a job, anybody can get a job. Yeah, no, even He's working in KFC right now. So even I could probably get like a, a crappy job at McDonald's or somewhere. So, you know, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah he's man. not turned up again today <laughs> yeah he's not he's got to hustle that uh extra crispy chicken well yeah exactly yeah exactly i mean he's fighting i don't know next month or so so the temptation to sort of cave in and have a cheat meal must be through the roof if he's working at kfc oh. like i'm sure he's getting in shape right now and you know working in kfc will surely not help you if you're trying to make weight yeah geez i hope he's not trying to cut weight right now oh my god that would be a nightmare Oh no, he'd cave in. As soon as the weigh ins are done, he'll be straight to KFC ordering, you know, the full lot. 
I'm I'm not regular at KFC, so I don't know what they do there. Uh, chicken stuff like that. Just yeah, just chicken. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> the names in the title. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, all right. So we are talking UFC, man. Let's get to it. Uh, this first fight—it's got you scratching your head a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we were speaking off air, and you were talking about the numbers as well between the pair and it, and it really has surprised me. And I think going into this one, I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, Dirt Lewis has won seven out of his last nine fights and is obviously coming off of that win over Curtis Blades. And yeah, he thoroughly deserves a shot, but it's a bit of a, a strange one really because Francis Ngannou won the title a month later against Stipe Miocic and now all of a sudden they're doing a interim title fight for the heavyweight belt and it, it makes no sense whatsoever and apparently Dana White's had a bit of a back and forth with Ngannou's manager so you know maybe Ngannou was supposed to fight there at Lewis this weekend but I, I don't know all we've got now is an interim heavyweight title fight Silgan versus Dirk Lewis, and here we are. So with no, there's no surprises when it comes to Lewis. Every time he steps in the octagon, he's as powerful. Uh, he's a powerful striker. He's produced knockouts in 18 out of his last 22 wins. He's got a, a boxing background with heavy hands. And he just looks to to land that one shot that turns a fight. Because as I said to you off air, you know he could be losing the four, three rounds. He could be losing the four, five rounds. But you know you give him five seconds to finish a fight he will take that opportunity with both hands. And like I said, he's got that ridiculous knockout power. He doesn't have much of a ground game. And in the past, he has had a bit of a reputation for tiring quickly. So he's going to pretty much live and die with his stand-up striking this weekend. However, as you said rightly, over the last couple of years, Lewis has built up some sort of stamina over the last couple of years since the Cormier fight and has looked more comfortable after the first round. As I said, he's more of a, a boxer with the blue button. BJJ and he will edge with most fighters on the feet and this will be his 11th career fight I believe in Texas which is his residence so that could play a big factor he's got the crowd behind him and they're certainly going to get on Garner's bag right from the get-go so that could get him that could spur Lewis on if the going gets tough him as for Silgam he's coming off that win over Alexander Volkov in June and I'm a big fan of Cyril Garner. I do think he's the real deal. I think many people have complained about he can be a bit of boring in terms of his approach, but I think he's a well-rounded mixed martial artist. And he's 6-0 under the UFC ban, and this will be his 10th fight since turning pro three years ago. You know, he turned professional three years ago in 2018, which surprised a lot of people because you think for his record, he would have been fighting, and his ability inside the cage would have thought he'd fighting 10 plus years or so in the game so I've got nothing but respect for Garn he comes from a Muay Thai background that includes a professional record of 7-0 and he's just got a combination of sheer athleticism power and size just sort of makes him an intriguing fighter for the division he works well behind his jab he tends to throw powerful overhands and can be very tough to pick up at times due to his awkward style he does some of his best work in the clinch and has really as a really impressive cardio game for his side. So he'll be able to to take it to distance and still go forward. He's still yet to prove he can wrestle and grapple, but at this point, I mean, it doesn't really matter because you're fighting there, knockout artists and um, Derek Lewis. Personally, I think Gunn should be the favorite going into this one and rightly so. And I think he is based on the numbers or so we thought as he's the more balanced fighter, he's got the size advantage, he's got the kicking game and he will be very awkward in the standard game. But that being said, 
this is Derek Lewis. You know, he's a big, big underdog going into this weekend and he's gotten better with his takedown defence and he's just gotten better all round over the last couple of years. And it's it's very strange to see the numbers because like you said, they're shifting all the time and it's very unpredictable to call right now. So anything can happen. I'm going to go for a, a Silogana via decision, but... You know, the safe bet or the more fun bet is to put on a Derek Lewis fire finish because, as I said, he can knock you out in a heartbeat. He can, he can, but man, the numbers don't don't support that. No. Uh, let's see. Cyril is minus three seventy two. Derek Lewis is plus two ninety three just to win the fight. Hmm. And then when you start digging deeper, it's like holy shit. Lewis to win by KO TKO plus four fifty. Gagne to win by you know TKO eh, minus or plus one thirty. Oh man, it just, and just Gagne to win inside the distance minus one ten, Lewis to win inside the distance plus four hundred. Ooh, this looks to be one sided, but I you know it's weird. I can't find anybody who's betting Cyril Gagne. <laughs> Everybody I talk to is betting Derek Lewis, and I I, I'm, I, I it's weird. I think maybe they're on. I mean, maybe they're on board with the the sheer knockout artist in Derek Lewis, and they want to see a banger of a fight because Derek Lewis is a likable fighter. Yeah, you know, everybody loves probably, him. Everybody, loves everyone him. loves. You know, he comes out with his awkward press conferences. You know, he comes out after a fight, going, "My balls are hot." Takes off his um, shorts <laughs> after a fight. He's just, he's just a likable character, you know, and he's got that knockout power, and you know, everyone loves that. Everyone digs that. So, I think that's. M- m- potentially the reason why they're going for him this weekend. But again, from a, when you take a step back and you actually delve deep into the, the logistical sort of side and you analyze the fight properly, I just think uh, Silgana edges every, in every sort of capacity in my, from my sort of standpoint anyway. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm going to lean Gagne in this one. I can't get to a side a little too, too much, uh, too much money to put up for Gagne. I'll lean that way. I, I do think he wins the fight. <laughs> Yeah. If Mason was here, he'd be taking Derek Lewis uh, to win by decision, plus 1,200. Well, no, he'd probably take Derek Lewis via submission. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> it. That's like round. plus 2,500 right there. There you go. Well, no, no, exactly. And he's probably, well, we're saying that right now. He's like, taking a jot out of that and probably going to bet on it tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> he's always coming up with these awkward uh, predictions. There you go. What else you got? I've got the co-main between Jose Aldo and Pedro Munoz. Now, originally, we were supposed to get Amanda Nunes versus uh, Juliana mm-hmm. Pena. And unfortunately, Nunes was forced to pull out. And again, I can't really complain. They've bumped up Jose Aldo versus Munoz to the co-main. So I, I'm not complaining one bit. I, I love this fight. Both Aldo and Munoz have uh, high-level jiu-jitsu black belts. And for, for, you know, for quite a while in their careers, they've just sort of been they've sort of kept that skill in their back pocket you know because they prefer to stand and trade and sort of demonstrate their heavy-handed striking styles in the UFC both have got very sharp boxing skills with power to back it and you look at their their devastating leg kicks and you know you look at Josie Aldenow's prime the leg kicks paid dividends you saw the fight with favor and the damage he did with those kicks back in the day were lethal and they they just enjoy the fight in that sort of area, you know. I mean, everyone wants to see a stand and bang, but and these men fully live up to it. Jose Aldo is an explosive as any fighter. He's very fast twitch with his style and often sees him load up on those heavy punches, especially with those body hooks and that right cross. In terms of the defense, <clears throat> in terms of his head movement and blocking, he tends to lean towards the head movement, which sort of 
saves him from both impacts at all and requires more energy personally between Jose Aldo's you know, preference to throw his full power behind every shot and he's very consistent on his feet and with his head movement and he's very often able to damage his opponents very quickly before they can return and damage and try and outpoint him and theoretically the downside to this is that we've seen him gas out towards the fourth and the fifth round when he's doing this I mean I'm looking at one of his last fights against Petia and I imagine for the first three rounds, I know Petian was probably edging it, but we were giving it to some rounds to Jose Aldo and he did look like his old self then. But the problem was because he was trying to put on the spectacle for the fans and trying to revert back to his old stance, he sort of tired out towards the end and eventually I think Petian got the finish in the fifth round. When you look at Pedro Munoz, he's also an incredibly heavy hitter for the division. His pacing is much more measured and constant rather than explosive. And he's, I, I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to Pedro Munoz. He is the underdog going into this one. He's got very great leg kicks, and I think he'll be able to utilize Aldo's skill set going forward. And both men match up really, really well. And I think if Jose Aldo tends to fade, like we've seen in the last couple of fights, maybe Pedro Munoz will take full advantage of it. And I think with Munoz, he's very good at cutting off the cage rather than sort of chasing his opponents down. He has to feint and attack at a high rate in order to keep Aldo reacting and guessing and moving outside the octagon. Again, the leg kicks are probably going to be a big factor in this fight. I think Pedro Munoz as well has a large weapon in terms of his leg kicks. He's used in several of his last fights and I'm looking forward to this one. I think both men are going to be looking to use their striking aspect in this fight. And I think if Munoz has any chance to work this part of his game in terms of his leg kicks, and he's got to be on the front foot personally, you know, if he's striking on his game and on his terms, he'll probably get the decision win. However, if he falls into Aldo's game plan, I think Aldo will be able to sort of control proceedings and dominate the, the full fight. So I'm, um, I don't know. This is going to be highly contested. I wish this fight was uh, five rounds because this could be a fight night main event at any given opportunity. But this is three rounds and this is just going to be a non-stop back and forth action for 15 minutes. So with that being said, I'm probably going to go for Jose Aldo via decision. Mm, 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 mm. Gotcha. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hell of a fight. I agree with you, man. Mm. This is it's probably the closest fight yeah, it is the closest fight of the night, I think. Uh, I like Pedro here. I like Pedro mm. to win by decision here, so I'm going to bet him. Pedro's minus 102 to win the fight. Jose Aldo's minus 112. So, man, man, oh, man. Tight, tight fight. This is this is going to be a good one. Oh, no, absolutely. This yeah. is a real pick and fight. I think, like I said, over the last couple of mm. fights, we've seen Jose Aldo dip towards the end of the round. And maybe, I personally think Munoz will get stronger as the fight goes on, but... I just think Aldo has more potential to do more damage in the, the majority of the 15 minutes. I think it'll be too late for Munoz to react. Okay. Okay. There you go. That's so, my opinion though. No, I will be wrong. That's fine. We, that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you can be wrong. It's, I'm not going to penalize you. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. What else? I'll use that. <laughs> what else you got? Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right. DJ's proud to say that we're, once again, being brought to you by my bookie, but just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy, insane, maybe even a little mad. 
If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Next up, I've got Vicente Luque versus Michael Chiesa. And I, I love this fight. I'm so, 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 so torn. You've got Vicente Luque coming off of a win over Tyron Woodley a couple of months ago. And he's on a roll right now. He's on three. He's on a three-foot win streak before Tyron Woodley had wins over Randy Brown and Nico Price. Whereas you've got Michael Chiesa, who hasn't lost a fight in over three years. He's coming off of a win over Neil Magny, which did wonders for his um, status at welterweight. I think slowly but surely he's bursting up the rankings and this will probably be a big test for him. I think Luke is a very well-rounded mixed martial artist and many people are thoroughly looking forward to seeing him step mm. up in the octagon. He's got 11 KO, TKO to his name and seven submission wins and he's literally able to to hold his own wherever the fight goes. Chiesa's butter is probably his wrestling. However, I think if Luke does get the well, if Michael Chiesa does get the fight to the floor, I think it'll be it will be tough for Michael Chiesa now uh, because I know we saw in Michael Chiesa's last fight against Neil Magny, Neil Magny was just so so poor off his back. With that being said, Vicente Luque will not be poor. He is very dangerous off his back. He will be able to sort of transition into the submissions, and even he could probably end up submitting Michael Chiesa. He's very tricky off the back and as I said he's got seven submission wins under his belt and with Luke on the feet he's probably offensively he tends to move forward quickly unleashing powerful and technical strikes that often leave his opponents staring up at the lights because he is such a dangerous fighter and as I said Chiesa is more of a, a wrestler who tends to sort of ragdoll his opponents and he is a technical striker and he's got a great takedown defence but I just think Vicente Lucas better on the feet. So I think with Michael Chiesa going into this weekend, he's got to be careful when it comes to standing because I think Luque will have the edge. He's got the skills to dish out and dish out a lot of damage. He's got the defence as well. I think he's going to be careful and cautious in his approach, Vicente, because as I said, one mistake and one slip up, Michael Chiesa will shoot and manage to get you down to the floor and make it a tough fight. So... Oh. It really is tough to call. I'm I'm probably going to bet Vicente Luque this one. I think he will. I think it will be a ground and pound finish. I think in the second round, Michael Chiesa will probably get the fight to the floor, and Vicente Luque will ultimately manage to get out of out of trouble and cause some damage of his own and get in a technical knockout in the second. 
Oh, TKO in the second. All right. Yeah. Vicente Luque. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I just think there's some value on Michael here. He's he's only plus oh, no, absolutely. He's only plus 104. Vicente is mm-hmm. minus 119. I just think that Michael has a chance here, a real chance um, to win by decision. I'm going to bet Michael just to win the fight plus 104, but I'm thinking decision because judges don't know what to do with <laughs> with uh, no. with uh, people on the ground here. So, but no, I look at these. I, I look at these stats. Uh, Vicente's got the, the the decided advantage when it comes to striking. It's unbelievable. Mm. He's got a better accuracy. He throws more punches. He uh, has a better striking defense. It looks like just bam, 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 bam. So Michael's got to take it to the floor. He's got to mm. go early to the canvas, go off into the canvas, and I think that's just gonna. You know, I think the judges are just gonna. You know, stupidly think that he won the fight because of that. Yeah, I mean, in terms of a wrestler trying to get the fight to the floor and holding out, that's what they they they'll tend to lean that towards the, the the judges' scorecards because you can do a lot of damage on the feet, but if a fighter tends to get the fight to the floor and just hold you out for fifteen minutes right. without doing much damage, they'll favour the wrestler, which can be a bit of a cause for concern right now because in their head, you know, what do you define as damage? Because if a fighter's doing nothing on the floor and ultimately winning the fight because of that it is a cause for concern so like you said with the judges scorecards anything can happen yeah it really can you don't know what those fucking knuckleheads are gonna do (laughs) no absolutely not all right so moving on what else you got hopefully we Mm. can agree on a fight here eventually i think we'll agree on this one i think next up we've got bobby green versus rafael fazayev and again many people are excited to see the return of fazayev in this one he started his off career undefeated until the loss in his UFC debut to Magomed Mustaev. But ever since then, he got back-to-back decisions over Alex White and Mark Diacassi. In his last fight, he won by a knockout against Renato Moicano. And I'm looking forward to Rafael Fazayev. Come fight night, he will come and bring it. You know, he thoroughly enjoys, you know, the occasion, the UFC. And he, he's just made for the company. I mean, I'm, everyone loves him. His six knockout wins under his belt have all come uh, five out of his six professional knockout wins have come in the first round and with Bobby Green it really will probably be one of his <laughs> toughest tests in his career and I know he's been in the UFC and in the mixed martial arts for a long long time he's got nearly 40 professional bouts under his belt Bobby Green but Rafael Fazar will cause him a lot of problems right from the get-go I think it really will be tough. I think in the last decade, only Dustin Poirier has managed to put Bobby Green down with strikes, meaning he'll have 15 minutes to try and outwork Pazaya with his mixed defence. I just think Bobby Green's got to be very careful going into this fight because if he slips up for even a second, Pazaya will be all over that because he's just so technical and versatile in his striking. And I think he'll mix in those leg kicks early. His kickboxing will sort of pay dividends for Rafael Pazaya in this one. And I think... Bobby Green will sort of be a bit nervous going into the first and second round and he'll ultimately shoot for the takedown. But I think Fasayev has got a good enough takedown defense to sort of keep the fight standing. And that's just when he can pick Bobby Green apart. So I'm going to go for a Fasayev by a second round CK. I just think he's too good, too good on the feet. And, you know, I think he's a real deal. He'll be the next big up and come in the lightweight division personally. I agree with you 100%. I do think Rafael wins this fight. He's minus 281, so it's no surprise there that he's the favorite. Uh, Bobby Green's hmm. plus 230. I do think that uh, Rafael gets the knockout, TKO, 
And I do think it probably happens in the second. I agree with you mm. step for step. <laughs> uh, so, in my, but in my mind, you can bet Raphael minus 281 safely. I, I still think he's got the implied probability there. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bet Raphael to win and maybe I'll back it up with a little fun, you know, TKO action. So there we go. Okay. We agreed. 100%. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, this is the final fight I believe I've got between Alonzo Minifield and Ed Herman. Now, I, yeah, I, I've got to be careful with what I say. I, I genuinely think this will be a, a this is a mismatch. Uh, I, I genuinely think Alonzo Minifield will come out and just obliterate Ed Herman. You know, Ed Herman, he's been experienced in the UFC. I think he's been fighting under the banner for the, well over 15 years or so. And Alonzo Minifield, you know, he came in undefeated in the UFC and suffered back-to-back losses to Devon Clark and Ovin St. Pru, but got back in the win column four months ago against Fabio Chirona. I think he needed that for his uh, mental boost and his confidence going forward. Ed Herman himself is on a three-fight win streak and he's coming off of that win nearly a year ago to Mike Rodriguez. So despite being 40 years of age, I think he'll be confident going into this fight. But I think all sort of fingers are pointing towards Alonzo Menefield in this one. I just think... He will absolutely tear him apart <clears throat> on the feet. I think he will knock him out. I think Herman's just too slow at this point. And I, I think he'll struggle to weather the early storm and struggle to, to sort of avoid Menfield's power punches. And I just don't think he will be able to take Menfield down and frustrate him. I think he'll get it done by a first round TKO. I agree with you 100%. I mean, this is a, a, a big mismatch. Alonso's minus <coughs> 240, Ed's plus 200. Ed's had some success lately, but he's too old. Isn't mm. he? He's just too old. It's, it, the game is starting to pass him by, don't you think? Oh, no, 100%. I yeah. mean, we could be very, you know, it could be a bit harsh saying it, but at 40 years of age, coming in against a power puncher, it could be lights up, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the TKO in the first is probably what's coming for Ed this weekend. I'm still going to bet Alonso minus the 240 because, you know, I, I still think there's implied probability there. It's on our side, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough day, tough Saturday for old Ed. Uh, happens to the best of us at yeah. some point, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Time time gets us all. Yeah, time is a real winner. Yeah, right. All right. That's, <laughs> that's it for you? Yeah, that's it for me, I think. I'm going to look at a garbage fight real quick. <laughs> Here we go. I'll be We're, intrigued to see what you oh, think. Oh, boy. I can't believe I'm doing this. We're looking at Tisha Torres mm. versus Angela Hill. This is, speaking of game passing, some fighters by. Here we go. <laughs> I, Tisha Torres is minus 139. Angela Hill's plus 121. I know Angela Hill has had a little success lately, but I do think this is Tisha Torres's night to win. So I'm going to bet Tisha Torres. Let's see. Uh, you know what? I'm going to shock the world. I'm going to go decision. For some reason, you know, I think Tisha Torres wins decision here. You going to touch <laughs> no, this one I mean, at all? Um. I'm not gonna. Oof, I'm gonna bet this one. You are. I'm probably gonna. Yeah, I'm probably gonna bet Toys by decision. I, I know you look at her last couple of fights. She's two and three in her last five Toys, but I'm gonna name the t- two out of the three fighters. She lost to Yuanna Young Jacek, a former champion in the division, and Weili Zhang, former champion in the dis- uh, division. There's right. no shame in losing to them whatsoever. But she is on a two-fight winning streak against Sam Hughes and uh, Brianna Van Buren. So. I've got a fully back again into this weekend against Hill, who she is coming off a decision win over Yoda. But before that, she lost to Michelle Watson and Claudia Gedalia. And I, I, I just see all the signs are pointing towards Tisha Torres by decision in this one. So I'm probably going to agree with you and bet that. All right. All right. I was surprised. I'm just, I can't believe they're still around. They're still around. 
Well, Vicky Hill was like 36, 37. Yeah, she was an ultimate fighter, wasn't she? She came up, I think. Yeah, there, thereabouts. You know, like I said, she's been around for a while, so I'm surprised she's still competing. She's 13 and 9. I mean, she'll probably be 13 and 10 this weekend if she loses, <laughs> so I'm surprised she's still going. All right, another fight I want to look at. Casey Kennedy versus Song, Song Yadong. Uh, Casey Kennedy is minus one twenty three, and Song is plus one oh eight. I got a lot mm. of I got a lot of value on Casey Kennedy here. I think I think Casey Kennedy's going to win. I think uh, decision. I think Casey Kennedy wins by decision, but I'm still taking that minus one twenty three. Yeah, this this is a tough one. I'm probably going to back Casey Kennedy in this one. Okay. I, I'm a big fan of Song Yadong. You know, when he comes to fight, he comes for a true scrap. He's coming off that loss to. Um, Kyler Phillips and he's, he's just still learning the game. I know he's, he's, he's 16 and five overall in his professional career and he's only 23. You know, that's baffling to have that many belts mm-hmm. uh, under your belt at 23 years of age, you know, fair play to him. And he trains with URF Faber. So there is plenty of room for improvement with Song Yadong. So losing to Casey Kenny, there's no shame in that whatsoever because before the loss to Dominic Cruz, it was a split decision. It could have gone either way. He won against Nathaniel Wood, uh, Alatang, and Louis Smoker, and he was on a bit of a roll before the loss to Cruz. So, if he loses to Song Yudong this um, Casey Kenny this weekend, Song Yudong, there's no shame whatsoever because Casey Kenny's just such a well-rounded mixed martial artist. Wherever the fight goes, he will cause damage. So, this is another tough test for Song Yudong, and he'll learn from this. So, I'm probably going to back Casey Kenny via decision on this one. I really will be surprised if Song gets it done, but I'm a big fan of Yudong. Oh, okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, uh, Draco Rodriguez versus Vince Morales. Draco's plus one Oh four. Vince Morales is minus minus one nineteen. I, I, I've shown a little bit of value here on Draco Rodriguez to win the fight. Uh, a little bit, a little bit of an underdog plus one Oh four. Um, I have Vince Morales winning the fight, but barely, just barely. So it's a little bit of a shot, not a big shot on Draco Rodriguez. I'm going to bet Draco to win the fight. Uh, I don't know. It's tough decision, I guess. Yeah, you've got Draco for a decision. Yeah. I yeah know, no, you this hate this is one. A tough you one. hate it. I know this. No, I am, I am in, in agreement with you. I'm, oh. I've been a bit it's been a bit of a coin flip for me when it comes to predicting this, but I just think Rodriguez will ferry up and mix the attack up well. And ultimately I think he will just outpoint him by the, the decision. I don't think we'll see a, a spectacular knockout this weekend between either Vince Morales or Draco Rodriguez. I, again, I favor Draco in this one by a decision. All right. You going to bet this one too? You jumping on it with me? Yeah, I'll, I'll bet by a decision. All right. <clears throat> Let's see here. I think I've got one more. I do. I do have one more. And I like this one. It's uh, it's chalky. I've got uh, Johnny Munoz versus Jamie Simmons. Um, mm. Munoz is minus two sixty, but I have him absolutely just dominating the fight. So yeah. I, I do think there's a lot of value on Munoz, even though it's minus two sixty. I want a piece of Munoz. Um, I don't know if I have a side on this one. Uh, Munoz by uh, he's got. I think he'll finish the fight early. I need to look deeper into the stats to see. TK or submission, but I, Munoz is going to win. That's my that's my take. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm oh, I don't know. I'm going to go for. I'm I'm in agreement with you with uh, Munoz. Yeah. I'm just in torn about whether he'll get the decision win or potentially a submission win because we've seen in his last couple of fights, 
he's got a couple of submission wins under his belt and whenever the fight does go to the ground, he is comfortable a fight in there. I know on his UFC debut, really didn't go as well against Nick Manas, but he'll learn from that, I'm sure. And that was what, nearly a year ago, so he's had pretty much a year to sort of come back, prepare, and just go from there. You know, this is a big test for him against um, Jamie Simmons at the top of my head. Yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this one because this is the first fight of the night. Both men are coming off losses and they'll want to impress Dana White. And with, with all due respect, I think Jamie Simmons, he might be 7-3, and three, but his UFC debut is against Giga Chikadze. And if you know who Giga Chikadze is, he is a dangerous fighter and there's no shame whatsoever in losing to Giga Chikadze. So to open up, UFC 265 this weekend. I'm a big fan of this fight personally. So many people are going to go for a Munoz right decision. However, I think in recent times we have seen Munoz have issues with his cardio. So I think if he does get this done, he's probably got to get it done early. Otherwise, uh, Simmons will sort of put the pressure on Munoz towards the second and the third round. So I'm going to go for a Munoz fire first round submission. Mm. I, I think he is a favourite going into this one and, and rightly so, but if he holds up and, and holds his own, but going into the first five minutes, but you know, 10, 15 minutes onwards, it could be a real trouble for Munoz, but I think he will get it done early. All right. So we agreed on what? Four fights? Four fights. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's good for us. No, it's not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> oh man. Good stuff though. What do you think of the card overall for a numbered fight? Are you crazy about it? Uh, I mean, for a numbered fight, there are obviously, you know, there are some good fights. I think what would make it even better is if there was another title fight on there. You know, I'm a big fan of the main event. Mm-hmm. I like Jose Aldo versus Munoz. I like Luke versus Kiesa. I like Sonia Dong versus Casey Kenny. I like the return of Fazayev. And again, there are some fights on there that do go under the radar. But I think what would make it a little bit better is obviously one more title fight. But I can't complain. No, it's just watching some good UFC events this weekend. And again, like I said, one more fight would have done it, but you can't complain. You can't get it your own way every time. No, you can't. It's going to be wild. <laughs> I think with the crowd, it's going to be so much mm. fun to watch the main event going nuts. I, I, I just, and especially it being Houston as well, where yeah, yeah. Derek Lewis lives, you know, they're all going to be cheering on him. Everyone loves him. So yeah, I, I, I love, I just love listening to the fans. All right, James. <laughs> anything else you want to tell anybody just follow you at ufc deluxe or evans james 94 <laughs> 93 92 uh, no no yeah just keep going down <laughs> no no i haven't got anything else to say just other than you know <laughs> better sensibly you know i'm sure you'll listen back and maybe see archer's picks and on the app but just be careful with who you're really looking towards here you know, if you're, if you're seeing Derek Lewis by a, you know, say Arch changed his mind last minute and goes, Derek Lewis by submission, please don't bet that. So just be sensible with your picks this weekend. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co.